guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Fawcett, a fresh business podcast for the self-employed and aspiring self-employed. Uh, I'm your host, Graham Onek, and today I'm going to be talking to you about the delicate art of balancing doing your current work and getting more work. Uh, it's not as easy as you might think, and uh, when you're self-employed, especially if you're in a role like you're freelancing or you're a consultant or something like that, oftentimes it's just going to be you doing the work and it's going to be you getting more work, and it's it can be really challenging. Um, you know, being self-employed has its perks. Uh, oftentimes, all the money goes right to you. Uh, you don't have to hire anyone. You can operate uh, remotely or out of your apartment or whatever, and so you typically have low overhead, but the main issue with being self-employed is time becomes a very huge factor. You don't have uh, anyone to delegate work to more often than not, so when you're getting work you have to do that work. And when you want to get more work, you have to actually go out and do the sales. You have to go find the people. You have to put the proposals together. You have to have the meetings. Um, Depending on what industry you're in, you know, the industry I'm in, my sales cycle averages somewhere around uh, 30 to 45 days. You know, it's very rare to reach out to someone and have them say, oh, yes, uh, I need to work with you right now and I'm going to sign this contract for uh, a couple thousand dollars or whatever. You know, it's, it's often like, uh, I don't really need the help now, but I'll let you know. And then a few weeks down the road, oh, actually, I need the help now. Let's meet. Let's talk. What can you do for me? Uh, here's a proposal. Let's revise the proposal. Here's an agreement. Let's revise the agreement. And by the time it's all said and done, um, you know, you close that sale and get your first payment maybe 30 to 40 days in. So it's not an easy thing, especially uh, when you start getting more work. The sales side starts, you know, taking a dive. So this episode is going to focus on the aspect of doing your work and getting more work. So, uh, and I'm going to share a couple stories from my experiences. I had a pretty horrifying uh, second month of business and I'll kind of go into those details. So maybe you can avoid some of the mistakes I made. So let's talk about doing your work. So first off, you know, real easy way to get more customers is to do a good job doing your work. So to do your work well, it really comes down to project management, you know, or really just task management. And I found that the best way for me to work is using Google Drive and Google Sheets. I'm kind of a spreadsheet monkey. I've been using spreadsheets forever. If you're in an office world, I'm sure you're very familiar with using spreadsheets. And so the ability to use something like Google Drive and to be able to work on my desktop when I need to and when I'm on my laptop uh, with a client and be able to access documents and things like that... Um, it's kind of a necessity for me to use something like that. Now, for project management, man, I have tried almost every single project management app that's out there, and I will use them for a month or so, and then I'll end up just inevitably canceling it and then coming back to using a Google Sheet. I just am used to them, and I just operate much faster using Google Sheets. It can be really annoying when you start getting a lot of clients, Um it's an unfortunate reality that you will have multiple spreadsheets to handle all these clients, but it's just how I operate better. You know, I've even tried CRM systems and of the CRMs, uh, customer relationship management systems of the CRMs, the best one that I found for that incorporates project management is Insightly. And the reason I went with it was because not only can you, manage your customers, but you can create projects and not just create projects, but you can create projects with tasks. And then these tasks can actually have, um, 
milestone due dates. And so what you can do is essentially duplicate a project and set the start date of that project to whenever you're going to start your contract. And it'll just drop all of these milestones based on whatever contingencies you made on your calendar. And that Google Calendar can sync with you know your phone or whatever. And now you've got just a real clear way of knowing what you need to work on by each day or when things are due by each day. So I liked that. Now, I used it for about a month, paid for it. And uh, I think those features are only available if you pay for it. Uh, I ended up canceling it because what ended up happening was, as you know, if you've worked on any projects before, nothing ever goes smoothly. And so what will end up happening is it becomes a huge hassle adjusting those milestones and adjusting those tasks and things like that. Uh, once you know a client cancels a meeting or they go on vacation or something takes longer than you'd expect it to take. So then you start managing your projects more than you're doing your projects, which can be fine if you're a project manager at a company. But if you're self-employed and you have to do the work and get more work and manage your work, that just doesn't fly. It's impossible. It's impossible to spend more time managing your projects than doing your work. That just doesn't work. So I ultimately just go back to a spreadsheet and it's just something I can just categorize and I can just check things off. You know, as soon as I get a task from a client, an email or something like that, I just break it out as line items per task. Uh, so let's say they need to have changes to 10 different web pages. I break each of those changes out. Uh, I don't just lump something together that's like do client changes. I break each change out into an easily digestible task that I can just put an X next to when I'm done and get rid of it and it's gone forever. I don't have to think about it. So that's also the basics of project management. I read a really good book about project management and it's called What You Need to Know About Project Management. I highly suggest getting that uh, on Audible. It's excellent and it made me think differently about how to do projects and it's not the same garbagey kind of like business book that you would expect. I actually enjoyed it so much. I don't remember who the narrator was, but I enjoyed it so much that I started looking for audiobooks just by that narrator. He was really engaging. And usually in audiobooks, that's something that's lacking. So I highly suggest it's called What You Need to Know About Project Management. So I was kind of a dummy and I went on to get all these other books in that series. And what I found out was like, they all ended up kind of talking about the same stuff. So I was a little bummed out by that. But what you need to know about project management is good. So another thing to think about when you're doing your work, uh, aside from task management and project management, is this phenomena of procrastination through research. And I'm sure you're familiar with this. You can just start Googling something and you go on this ridiculous tangent of reading reviews about something. And before you know it, hours have gone by. Now, I did this when I was researching customer relationship management systems. Uh, I was looking for best CRMs, best CRMs for small business, best CRMs for self-employed business people, best CRMs for uh, marketing consultants. And what you do is you go down this rabbit hole of reading and signing up for things and testing them. And before you know it, your entire day is gone and you're back at your spreadsheet looking at all your tasks. And this happens all the time. Because I am someone who likes technology a lot, and I always want to find the newest thing that's going to make me work better and be more efficient. But um, it's a huge time killer, and I it's easy to do it, and I'm sure you all have experiences doing this. So I strongly suggest that you recognize the signs of procrastination through research 
which is like you just reading for hours at a time online and having a pit in your stomach because you know you're supposed to be doing something, but hoping that the next article you read is going to be the answer and it's not going to be the answer. And so snap out of that or limit yourself. Use a timer, set an alarm on your phone and say, in 30 minutes, I'm going to stop reading and go back to work. So that's a real basic thing. And it's it's difficult if you're like me and you know you start your own business or you're thinking of starting your own business. There's going to be a lot of stuff. You're going to be really interested in a lot of things. And you need to be able to contain that interest. So I talked a lot about doing work. But you know, let's talk about what's really important as a business, which is not going broke. So basically, getting yourself paid. Now, it can seem annoying to have to your clients to get paid but more often than not you're not dealing with lazy clients you're not dealing with clients who don't want to pay you I mean you will find some clients like that and uh, recognize the warning signs of that and cut them loose uh, but you're probably dealing with people who are busy you're dealing with people who are getting a million emails and they're missing your email you're dealing with a lot of people who aren't super organized you know not everyone is really well organized and so don't get upset and don't be afraid to follow up with your clients and say, hey, you know, um, this invoice is due. Speaking of invoicing, invoice your clients. Don't rely on just a check in the mail or something like that. Send your clients an invoice. There's a lot of stuff out there uh, that lets you do this for free or cheaply. Uh, a great example is Waves, which is an invoicing slash accounting program. Uh, I use this for my business, and I like it for several reasons. One is that it allows me to accept credit cards. And I know starting out, you might be like, oh, man, I don't want to pay this like 3% interest fee or whatever for using a credit card. But I'm telling you, how many times have you gone into a business that's cash only and you leave because you can't use a debit card or a credit card? The fact is a lot of people in business rely on credit for staying in business and also they get points i've had clients who say oh you take credit cards oh, i'm gonna use this card because i know i get a bunch of free mileage points for traveling or whatever so accept credit cards it makes getting paid much faster which when you're self-employed that's going to be huge if you have like millions of dollar in income or something like that and you're an established business then i could understand maybe you don't want to get paid through credit cards but i would imagine that the reason that you're at that point is because people are using credit cards. I just can't imagine that you're getting tons of checks in the mail from people. It also makes your clients accountable. When they get an invoice in an email, they feel like they have to pay you. If you just kind of say, oh, yeah, just send me a check, and they don't have anything that's sitting there staring at them in the face that says pay this invoice, then they're not really going to feel like it's that urgent. It doesn't make them a bad person. It just simply means they're busy and they have a lot of things going on and you're gonna be at the bottom of the pile of those things. To get on top of that pile, what I like about Waves Invoicing is they have a reminder feature in there, and there's some other ones out there, some other invoicing software programs that have this. But uh, you hit a button, and it sends a follow-up email, and it doesn't look like it's from you. So that's really nice, because then you don't feel like you're hounding them all the time. Hey, pay me, hey, pay me, hey, pay me. But it sends them this little reminder that says, hey, just so you know, this invoice is still due. Uh, I found that sending that within like 30 minutes, I will get paid. I am looking for a new kind of invoicing software because I'm trying to get my head wrapped more around accounting 
uh, the, just the overall health of my business. And I'm not super sold on waves for that purpose. But for a free program that you don't pay anything for until you really start accepting credit cards, um, I mean, it's pretty unbeatable. So I would say check that out. Uh, my buddy turned me on to it, and uh, I've always liked it. But I think there are better things out there, so I'm still looking around. If you have any ideas, let me know. Uh, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. Another really key part of not going broke and making sure you get paid is to balance your workload between long-term projects and short-term projects or recurring monthly projects. So make sure that you have different revenue streams coming in. Uh, if you have a project where you only get a lump sum payment after it completes and you have multiple projects lined up in one month that are going to take longer than a month, you're not going to get paid that month. So you need to make sure that your contracts are set up in milestone payment plans. So get paid up front, get paid in the middle, get paid at the end, something like that. Do some research into what plans work for you. This is something I'm personally experimenting with because, you know, let me give you an example here. My first month in business, I took on four website redesign projects at the same time. Was I excited? Hell yes, I was excited. That was great. Uh, what I didn't take into account was the fact that those projects have two phases that are going to be entirely dependent on client feedback. That is the design phase of a website redesign and the content phase of a website redesign. So what happens is I got paid up front. That's great. And then I started working on the site. And then I needed feedback. And the clients didn't give me feedback on time. So what happened is instead of getting paid every two weeks, I got paid maybe once a month. And then these projects stretched out over three months because there's there were delays. And this isn't going to happen with all your projects, but some projects, this is going to happen. Um, you know, So I'd say of those four websites, I ended up launching two, and two of them ended up being delayed. So when you do the math, all that money that you're getting is spread out over a longer period of time, a longer period of work, and you're not making nearly as much money as you originally thought you were going to make. So you need to make sure that you are balancing different types of work. So try to get recurring work. Try to get monthly projects. Um, even if you have to discount your hours for a monthly rate, uh, do that because you're going to have that recurring revenue stream coming in. And ideally, like what I would like to do is have multiple monthly recurring projects and one large project I can focus on. So for marketing consulting, I can do website analysis and marketing consulting, online marketing consulting analysis of a website at a monthly rate, which is what I do. And then I can also do search engine optimization at a monthly rate, which is what I do. And then I can also do a website redesign. So instead of doing four website redesigns by yourself, uh, you can do something where you are splitting that work up. Now, of course, that's best case scenario. If someone dropped four website redesigns in your lap right now, I would say take them. You don't pass up work when you're starting off and you're self-employed. But after getting those four website redesigns in the first month and bringing in all that money from the first milestone payments, I made $150 the next month. Now, that is pretty terrible, you know? So what happened there for me to only make $150 the second month I was in business was that I completely lost track of managing my payments 
and I started just doing my work. I was managing my work because I thought, oh, well, if I get this work done, then I'll get paid. But really what I needed to do was manage my payments and treat each payment differently. So something I started to do was I started managing my payments um, separately from my projects. So what I did was I started tracking the life cycle of a payment instead of the life cycle of a sale or the life cycle of an entire project. And that helped me wrap my head around how much money was owed to me and how much money I really needed to bring in that month instead of just trying to complete projects. Now, yes, it's important to complete your projects and to keep your customers happy and to move things along, but it's really important as a business for you to keep the lights on and to make money. So another thing that you need to do is manage your accounting. Uh, You can just use a spreadsheet, but manage your in and out. Manage the money that comes in, manage the money that you're spending on stuff, and kind of categorize this to see where you're spending your money so you can get an idea of how you can save money or how you can spend your money more wisely. Uh, This is really important. Also, project your income. So really set goals for yourself and work to achieve those goals. So say, like, I'm going to do $10,000 in new business next month and then kind of force yourself to do that. Reward yourself. If you get that goal, then... Uh, buy yourself something or go on that trip or something like that, you know, but set these goals and reward yourself. That's what a sales department does in any business. They have goals and they have incentives. Incentivize yourself to get more business. Something that's critical to staying in business, and it's going to be the last thing I talk about, is getting more work. Obviously, getting more work is really important. The way that I focus on getting more work is after I had that really, really bad month, is I spend the first half of the day working on me. So I spend the first half of every day working on my business. So that is making sure I am doing things to get more work. So I am getting reviews from clients. I am asking for referrals. I'm looking for opportunities to expand service offerings to existing clients. That's going to be your easiest way of getting more business, is focusing on the clients you already have and expanding those accounts, growing them. I outbound. I do a ton of outbounding. So I'll put together lists of new businesses that I can help. And then I reach out to them. I update my website. One of the things I did, I talked about this in one of my other episodes, was as soon as I started working, I didn't update my website for like five months. Uh, That's terrible. You know, if someone comes to my blog that I'm outbounding and they see that I haven't written an article for six months or something like that, uh, it's going to look like I'm out of business. So you need to balance keeping up this appearance that you are, you know, every day doing something new versus uh, doing your actual work. Now, that that sounds kind of strange, but I can assure you in the long run, this is going to be very, very beneficial. Go to one networking event a month. That might seem like it's not going to do that much for you, but uh, just set that goal. Set a goal of going to one face-to-face event a month where you can network and talk to people, talk to people in similar positions, um, that's going to do huge things for you. Uh, maybe you'll make it once a week. But face-to-face, uh, word-of-mouth referrals are going to be your strongest thing, and there's no better way to get them than at some kind of face-to-face networking event. This is critical, and this is something I didn't do, which is dumb because I'm in marketing. Set a marketing budget for your business. If you're in a low-overhead business that you're running out of your house, it's an online business, you don't have any products, and you're mainly just a service industry, You need to set a marketing budget for yourself. There's no reason not to. Uh, Take your revenue that you want to achieve 
take a percent of that revenue. Do some Googling to find out in your industry kind of the averages of what people spend for their advertising marketing budgets. And then set that as your budget. It doesn't mean you have to spend it, but just get in the habit of setting a budget and starting to get comfortable spending money. When you're self-employed, it might be really scary because you don't have work coming in. You came from a full-time job where you always knew um, what to expect. And so this idea of spending money doesn't seem good. But it's you have to spend money to make money. And word-of-mouth referrals are great, and they don't cost anything most of the time. But advertising is going to be a fast way and a fairly automated way for you to bring in new leads uh, while you are working. So if you're self-employed and you're working on stuff and you want to have a way that you are bringing in new leads while you are working, advertising is going to be the way to get you there. You need to be careful with it. You can waste a lot of money doing things like AdWords incorrectly, but it's going to be a good way for you to get some leads while you're working on stuff. So just make sure you're setting a budget. And that doesn't have to be advertising. You could set a marketing budget that's for content marketing. It could be about, I'm going to add 10 new pages to my website and I'm going to pay somebody to write those pages. And as a self-employed person, there's nothing wrong with contracting out some of that work. Uh, I've contracted freelance writers for my website so that I can build out service pages because I don't have the time to sit down and write them. Uh, I function as an editor and there's nothing wrong with that. There are entire industries that function like that. Freelance writer, you have a editor who's more knowledgeable about the topic, they edit things, and there you go. So don't be afraid to contract some of your work out because really, otherwise, you're just going to get overwhelmed. You're going to get totally overwhelmed and you're going to be in a situation where you're not getting paid because you haven't done the work or you're not getting paid because you don't have more work coming in. And that's a really scary situation to be in. So I hope that's been helpful. I hope that you got some new ideas on managing your work and uh, how to spend your time getting more work. And, you know, the examples I gave are just my experiences, and feel free to adjust them. I don't think that everyone's going to spend half their day working on just themselves, but uh, at least take some time. You know, start small, baby steps, or, uh, you know, maybe you find half a day's too much time and you want to make it just once a week you work on yourself. But these are all little guides to things that have worked for me that I hope they work for you. All right, that's been uh, this week's episode of Fawcett, a fresh business podcast for the self-employed and aspiring self-employed. Next week, Wednesday, 10 a.m. Central, I'm going to be talking about staying healthy mentally, physically, uh, how this impacts your business, ways you can do this, and the benefits of unplugging. Uh, And this is coming from a guy who spends about 18 hours a day working uh, this is something new I'm, I'm starting, and I'm going to tell you about it and how it's been going. Uh, so tune in then. See you then. Bye.